Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show, St. Joseph Christian makes the return to 8-man football. Plus, we will have a preview of the 8-man football game of the week as North Andrew takes on King City. And David Albertson and Anthony Crane will join me here on the podcast to break down that game and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 1 pregame show. And welcome everybody to the 8-Man Football portion of the Cliff Dutz Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. I am definitely excited. It is week one of the high school football season. This time, the segment, we're going to be spotlighting the teams of 8-Man Football. That should be a blast. But before we get into that, we're going to take a very quick commercial break as we hear from one of our sponsors. This segment of the Cliff Dutz Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottaway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottaway, Northeast Nottaway, Nottaway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. And welcome back to segment three of the week one pregame show here on the Cliff Notes podcast. Let's let's wait no more time. Let's go ahead. Let's get this show started. First thing we're going to do is we're going to run down the opening week of the eight-man football rankings. Here they are, one to ten. At number one, the Stanbury Bulldogs come in. Then number two is King City. At number three is Drexel. Number four, North Shelby. At number five, it's Orc. North Andrew at six. East Ashton at seven. Worth County at 8, Archie at 9, and then the defending 8-man football state champion Southwest Livingston rounds out the countdown at 10. Receiving votes is Northwest Hughesville, South Holt, Bishop LeBlanc, Lockwood, Knox County, and Mound City. Here is the week one schedule on the 8-man football front. We're going to kick it off by talking about Northland Christian taking on St. Joe Christian. Both teams were actually co-opted together for 2019 and 2020 to play 11-man football. Of course, those came with some very heavy challenges, which I had an opportunity to talk with St. Joseph Christian head coach Troy Shank about in our interview here on the Cliff Notes podcast. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are talking 8-man football. We have the return of St. Joe Christian to 8-man football with the return of St. Joe Christian to 8-Man Football and also brings the return of Coach Troy Shake to the Cliff Notes Podcast. Coach, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Clifton. I'm, I'm super excited about this year, and I'm just, I'm just ready for things to get rolling here. Absolutely, Coach. I'm really excited, too. But before we talk ahead to this year, let's talk – let's put 2020 in the bed. Um, well, Coach, uh, as we just talked about it, the return to 8-Man Football, you guys were in 11-Man Football for the past two seasons before this and let's just say it hasn't been easy um just to reflect back a little bit over the past couple of years yeah so when we started 11 man two years ago we decided to do a co-op but it didn't look like you know our school was gonna have enough for even an eight-man team and so we got into a co-op which forced us into kind of an 11-man situation um and so realistically with another school that hadn't even played football before and so realistically it was basically starting a team from scratch and everything was brand new. Um, guys had never played football before. And so, you know, we kind of had to start a process and, you know, the, the last two years have been hard. 
Um, but the kids worked hard, they survived. And I think, you know, the ones that stuck it out and the ones that fought through it are better for today. Well, Coach, let's go ahead. Matter of fact, let's that, that puts 2020 in the bed. Let's talk about 2021. Um, Coach, uh, let's talk about some of the players. And um, let's talk about that offensive line first. Uh, who are you going to be some of the guys on the Lions offensive line in 2021? Yeah, we got two returning starters um, from our offensive line a year ago. Um, one junior, one sophomore. Um, one, our junior, Jacob Claybaugh. Um, played a ton of football for us um, last year. Um, and then our sophomore, Jaron Padgett, who started on our 11-man team as a freshman um, quite a few games. And so both of those guys have been working hard in the offseason. They've been in the weight room consistently and have led us in the charge in the weight room. And so um, they're bigger, stronger, faster um, than they were a year ago. And I'm excited to see them play um, this season. Uh, the only reason why I brought up the offensive line first was because nothing happens without that offensive line. I, usually I would bring up the skill players first, but none of those skill players get those stats without the offensive line. Let's move into those skill players here, the quarterback, the running backs, and the receiver. Who are, who's going to be out there for you guys? Yeah, we have a um, returning kind of a four-year guy. He was the only remaining um, player that when we played eight-man, he was still around. And so he started probably half the season as a freshman. Um, at quarterback and then um, played some different positions, played some quarterback our two years in 11 man, um, but then is back this year and we're super excited. Um, Caleb Carlson's his name and he's a great athlete, um, a great leader and we're super excited to have him, you know, be our lone senior and our leader and kind of kind of lead us back into this eight man and um, see, you know, see kind of how we progress from three years ago. And, um, yeah, he's a great athlete. I can't wait to see him play and um, the things he can do on the field. And then, Coach, let's talk about that defense before. Let's just talk about the defense as a whole. Um, who are going to be some of those guys filling those spots this season? Yeah, we're, we're young on both sides of the ball, Clifton. Um, so we have eight freshmen um, on our football team, and a lot of those guys are going to have to play. Um, we do have three, three upperclassmen that are going to get a lot of playing time. Um, but then we kind of fill in with sophomores and freshmen after that. And so, um, you know, a guy we, we're, we got high expectations for um, that is, has a high motor, um, can run, run a lot and just doesn't ever know when to quit as far as, you know, just full speed all the time. Um, his name is Wyatt Blevins. And so um, he was a player on both sides of the ball for us last year. And we expect some good things from him. And, you know, we were looking forward to see him fly around and make tackles and, um, just make plays on the defensive side of the ball. What's the what's the excitement been like, you know, for practice? I know that you guys weren't able to um, play in your jamboree. Unfortunately, the team had to back out, unfortunately. So you guys weren't able to hit um, any other players in any other jerseys this uh, this summer, at least in this um, two-day practices, at least in this uh, right. practice period. But uh, what's the excitement been like, you know, all-around practice, like, for this season? I think, I think you hit it on the head. You know, we haven't hit anybody all summer other than ourselves. And then we haven't hit anybody all practice um, since we started this fall uh, other than ourselves. And so the guys are really chomping at the bit to get after another team. And um, they, they can't wait. And so the excitement is building. Um, and, you know, it's not, it's not just the excitement um, from our high school, but they kind of lead the way. We have a junior high program. I think we're the only one in St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, only school with a junior high program. And so that's starting to build as well. And there's excitement um, from the very top to the very bottom. And our coaches are excited. Our 
our team's excited. You know, we got a pep rally coming up here um, this Friday, and um, you know, our student body's going to be rocking the house, and we can't we can't wait for Friday night. Well, Coach, uh, um, it's let's talk about opening night. You, you, like I said, you know, turn to eight-man football. You guys are going to be at home this week, obviously, with a with a pep rally. Your guys' return to eight-man football. You guys are going to be facing a team that's going to be playing eight-man football for the first time in Northland Christian, the team that you guys co-op with for the past two years. Coach, uh, just um, your your thoughts on the game and any any scouting or anything um, as far as Northland Christian is concerned. Yeah, we haven't been able to do a lot, and so um, they got a new head coach, and um, we did. We were able to see the jamboree and just get a kind of a look at them. But we we know their players pretty well. Um, obviously, they have some more players that are out, but they played with us for a year or two, and so there's really great relationships um, from our team to their team. Um, our guys really like their guys, um, but on Friday night, um, you know that's. That's all well and good, but you know both teams are going to be out there. They're going to be excited. Both both fan bases are going to be excited, and you know it's a football game. These te both teams are going to come with energy and passion, and it should be something super exciting for our first football game. I think absolutely, it should definitely be very exciting for Saint Joe Christian with the tradition that they've had before they left. You know, um, it's going to be real interesting to see. Um, definitely, you guys try to get back to that tradition. So. Um, Coach Shank, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, making time, and um, good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week in practice, and um, good luck to you guys against Northland Christian. Thanks, Clifton. Appreciate it, man. And that was St. Joseph Christian head coach Troy Shank joining us here on the podcast. Another matchup involving city eight-man football teams is Pattonsburg making the trip to St. Joe to take on Bishop LeBlanc. We had an opportunity to talk with Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis about the Jamboree at East Atchison last weekend and a look ahead to this matchup with Pattonsburg. Here's our interview with Coach Chuck Davis right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We got the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles with us, Chuck Davis. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Clifford. How are you? Um, I'm great. It's week one of the regular season. You know, um, people are going to get to hit each other for real this time, and it's going to go into the record books this week. But um, before we talk about a game that can be in the record books, let's talk about a game that maybe isn't exactly on the record books. You guys were – at a pretty stacked jamboree at East Atchison on Friday. Um, Coach, just uh, your impressions of your team at the jamboree. We got to play a lot of younger kids at the jamboree. I, I really like how they did it. Uh, it was kind of a scripted out of 12 plays. Varsity yeah. would go for an agreed upon amount, and we agreed 12 out of 12 plays. It was eight varsity, four JV. So every team got to see their um, – younger guys and and maybe not the starters get a lot of reps. So I was proud of what our younger kids could do. Uh, we got a lot to work on. I think that some of the teams that were there brought a level of physicality that we maybe weren't ready for. And it was good for them with a week before week one to see teams like East Dachshund that just came out and punched people in the mouth. So, um, our performance wasn't what we were hoping for necessarily, but it gave us a lot of good film to review and a lot of direction on how to move forward. Well, definitely. I think it's good definitely to get younger players into the game because, you know, it doesn't, it's not, maybe not, not just impact this year. I mean, when you're talking about sophomores and juniors, you're impacting, you know, 
one one year, two years down the line. So definitely that experience definitely counts there. Right. But um, coach, that experience could also, you know, be handy week one. You guys are at home to open up the regular season. I guess a Pattonsburg team last year that scored a ton of points. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of players from them that are gone this year. But um, coach, just uh, your overall scouting report on Pattonsburg, the 2021 version. Yeah, like you said, they they uh, really put us put it on us the last two years. Um, the first quarter of our game last year was over an hour long. It was a nightmare of a game and it was about a thousand degrees all of the conditions just made for like it was like playing in the desert and those kids were in such good shape like conditioning wise that it has a that game alone has adjusted how our kids have conditioned this year so when we're tired and we're running sprints at practice i'm, I'm hollering week one pattensburg like remember that we had guys throwing up in the first quarter because it was so hot and so long. Um, while they did graduate some studs, like uh, Cameron Jones was a freak. And, but he's got, they got guys filling their spots. When I saw their film on, on their jamboree, it was uh, equally impressive, I think, as last year. You know, they graduated some good kids and, and some of their impactful players, but, there's always another guy up in that spot. So I, I'm not, I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, I'm not nervous necessarily, but I think that we need to bring our 100% a game to stay in this thing and, and have a chance to win at the end of it. I think it should be one of the, one of the more tremendous eight man football games of the weekend to kick off the regular season. But, um, Coach Chuck Davis, um, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Good luck to you and your boys this week in practice, and good luck to you guys at home against Pattonsburg. It's always a pleasure. I can talk to you every day. And that was Chuck Davis of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on the podcast. The big matchup in eight-man football this week will be North Andrew taking on King City. North Andrew comes in at number six on the opening week of the eight-man football poll, while King City is at number two. North Andrew is a run, is the runner-up of the 2020 eight-man football season. They ended up falling to Southwest Livingston last season. While King City finished 5-6, and six, they dealt with some injuries last season, and they got a pretty stacked roster coming back this year. So that should be a real fun, exciting matchup. We had an opportunity to talk with both head coaches, and we're going to kick that off with North Andrew coach Dwayne Williams. That starts right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're previewing the big game between North Andrew and King City this week. We have the head coach of the Cardinals with us. That is Dwayne Williams. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Clifton. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm trying to beat the heat. I think pretty much every other team in the um, every other team in the area is trying to beat it too. So um, how have you guys been dealing with that this week? Well, we've just tried to manage it like everybody has. Um, you know, my, none of my coaches teach, and so and I don't teach. So we we got out of school early, a couple of days. The boys got out at twelve thirty, so we still ha we still couldn't have practice till three thirty. So that helped a little bit because it, it does start to you know get you to, towards the end in the evening time. And so we just managed it, and a lot of water breaks, and and you know just went just went helmets and no shoulder pads a few times when it was pretty warm out and, and, and just try to be aware of it, you know, but, but, you know, every coach does that this time of year. It's just kind of how it is. 
Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely drink your water. Definitely stay hydrated out there. So, um, Coach, um, you guys went to um, Platte Valley for you guys' jamboree this past Friday night. Um, Coach, what were your impressions of your football team after that? You know, um, like all teams at Jamborees, we, we found a lot of stuff we need to work on. But overall, you know, I told the boys before we started, you know, if you make a mistake, it, it needs to be something coachable, something that we can look at on film and say, hey, we can fix that. And, you know, don't make it about effort and don't make it about attitude. And, and everything else is fixable. And, and for the most part, I felt like we did that. You know, it was a little warm that night. And I think uh, we had a couple of guys that, that, that didn't make it through our summer workouts as much as well at all, a couple of them. And you could tell. You could tell that they were struggling a little bit having to having to play, you know, 12 plays in a row and not come off the field. And I think we got their attention on some of that stuff. But overall, I was real pleased. Uh, we ran the ball well. We played good defense. Our starting group never gave up a score and, and maybe a couple first downs. And, you know, offensively, we moved the ball real well. And we got a freshman quarterback, so that was the first time he'd seen real that kind of live action. And so a lot of that was good for him to see it coming at that speed because Platte Valley played really good defense and Pattonsburg did too. And DeKalb struggled a little bit, but they're young. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt like it was good for us. Absolutely. I think that's definitely good for a young team. I know a lot of people, if not everybody, almost lost their jamboree last season. So going to get that preseason action in. But, Coach, this is week one now. This is a big game on Friday. Uh, you guys are going to be at King City, another tough team in the uh, – and the hot uh, in the uh, very very tough Grand River Conference of uh, Coach, just your thoughts on the Wildcats and what can we expect on Friday? Oh, I think I think you're going to see a, a tough football game, and I think there's there's going to be some hits. And, I, and Coach Breckenridge and I talk about this every year that you know usually the first game of a season, you know everybody's still kind of building up to the contact, and still even though they're good games and, and it's you know teams hit each other and make good tackles, all those things, but it sure seems like the last two years. Our, our first first game of the season feels more like a midseason game. Like both teams just really like to get after it. It's their style. It's our style. So I, I think you're going to see a physical, tough football game. And they're they're so talented. They've got so much speed, uh, really good football players. And, and, and Coach Breckenridge does a great job of getting them you know, lined up to, to take advantage of every, every strength they have. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be – they're going to be tough for us to stop and – and, you know, I know they've got a renewed, oh, I'd say passion for defense. I think some of them have said, I've heard a few interviews. And so we're anticipating them, you know, lining up and coming downhill on us on defense a little bit. And I just think it's going to be a great football game. And the team that doesn't turn it over and the team that doesn't get all get a bunch of penalties is going to win. I really think that. And if we can control the ball a little bit and hang on to it, it gives us a really good chance to win a game. Absolutely. I think it's going to be one of the best eight-man football games in the area this week. So, uh, Coach, I appreciate you for taking time and um, coming on the podcast. Uh, good luck to you and your boys this Friday against King City. I appreciate it, Clifton. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Dwayne Williams of the North Andrew Cardinals for joining us. We also had an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the King City Wildcats. That's head coach Micah Breckenridge. We took a look at his team for the 2021 season and a look ahead to this matchup against North Andrew. Here's our interview with Coach Breckenridge right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. Eight man it is the eight man portion of the Week One pregame show. We have the head coach of the King City Wildcats back with us for year two of the podcast, Micah Breckenridge. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to, glad to be here and glad to talk eight man football. Absolutely, I'm very glad to talk eight man football too. A lot of excitement going. So, um, Coach, before we talk about the uh, 2021, let's go ahead. Let's put 2020 in the bed. Um, you guys were five and six last year. 
But you guys had some really good moments throughout the season. So, um, Coach, just your reflection on the 2020 season. Yeah, you know, going into the season, um, we were we were excited about the season. Um, you know, unfortunately, during the jamboree, our our quarterback uh, broke his collarbone, so that you know that kind of put a a little damper on things. And um, you know the you know like this year, last year we started out against North Andrew and and lost a you know a tough game, but we knew they were a good team, so we felt uh, you know positive about that, you know, without our, our quarterback. And actually we had another one of our, our starters out that, that was injured early in the season. So um, kind of had a rough, you know, rough start, but then mid season got our quarterback back and our, and uh, that other starter, he came back. And then of course, you know, our run game, you know, really, uh, you know, we, we were really one dimensional, you know, kind of with our quarterback out and then, you know, Parker Muff got going and just continued to roll through the season and, and were able to kind of climb back up and, and, you know, finished about 500. So, you know, we were excited how we finished, um, you know, just, you know, some of those injuries, um, you know, but I guess the, the big takeaway from last year is that we return um, literally, you know, everybody that played last year. So we have all of those guys coming back and, and now those guys are, are uh, juniors and seniors this year. Um, so, you know, we're, we're excited. They're excited to see, uh, see what they can do this year. Matter of fact, let's go ahead. Let's get into that. Let's talk about some of those players. Uh, I want to start on the offensive line because usually, usually the the place really for it to start would be the skill player position. You guys have some of the best skill players in the entire state coming back. But let's talk about that offensive line because without them, those skill players don't get loose. So who are going to be some of those starters on the offensive line this year? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you know, again, our our entire offensive line is coming back. Um, you know, led by our senior and um, plays guard Sawyer McCallum. Um, and then we've got a junior at the other guard um, in Chase Moss. And then our center is also a junior in Cole Wells. Um, you know, those three guys, you know, up front are, are big and strong and, and, you know, pretty athletic, pretty mobile, um, you know, and, and how they play, you know, how, how they go up front is, is how we go as a team. So, you know, when they're getting their job done, you know, usually things are going well. And then, Coach, um, let's move on to those skill player positions because that, that's going to – that's where the – that's where a lot of people think that's where the money lies. So, um, Coach, let's talk about some of those players. Yeah, you know, we – you know, Parker Muff, of course. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody talks about Parker and, and knows Parker. And, you know, he's a you know, exceptional football player. He's a great kid. Um, he's loves the game of football. You know, he, he loves all sports, loves basketball, loves track, um, just a, a great kid to coach, but he, he works hard, tough, never misses a practice, never, you know, complains and, and, you know, just a great kid to, to have on your football team. Um, you know, so, you know, we know what Parker can do. You know, I think everybody else, you know, knows what Parker can do, but, you know, we have a lot of other <clears throat> skill guys besides Parker. Uh, you know, and one's, you know, our quarterback, um, Landon Wells, he's a senior. Again, you know, like I said, he, uh, you know, was injured last year <clears throat> and actually the year before. Um, so, you know, he's kind of had a, you know, tough couple of years. And, you know, we're real excited to, uh, you know, to see what, you know, what he's capable of. Um, you know, he's, if he stays healthy and, and has a, you know, complete season. And then, uh, you know, alongside that, we've got Corbin Taylor. He's a senior for us. Um, receiver, tight end, um, 
really fast, got good hands. Um, he can, you know, makes big, makes good thing happen, you know, happens when he, uh, when the ball's in his hands. And then also we got Ty Mooney, um, you know, another real athletic fast kid for us. Um, you know, he, he kind of took over, you know, a few of the, few of the carries uh, last year when Parker, you know, when, when Parker needed a break and, uh, you know, again, he's another, another kid that, uh, you know, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can, he can break a big, you know, big run on any play. Uh, Coach, I would be remiss if we, if we didn't talk about the defense. I know maybe some of those defense might have some of those same names back that you mentioned um, for the offense, but coach, um, who, 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 who's going to be some of those stalwarts on the defensive end? Yeah. You know, pretty much the same kids, uh, you know, starts again up front with, uh, you know, our big guys in, in Sawyer, McAllen and Chase Moss, uh, you know, if they can, if they can control the line scrimmage, uh, you know, let our, our linebacker and our, our skill guys and our, our fast kids make plays, you know, I think good things are going to happen. Uh, you know, then Parker up, uh, he'll be on the edge of the defensive end and Jacob Boone will be at the other defensive end. Um, again, two, you know, fast, strong kids, um, you know, that, that are going to make plays cause havoc in the backfield. Uh, you know, Corbin Taylor, Ty Mooney, um, you know, going to be linebackers and, you know, we feel like they can, you know, they can play sideline to sideline, uh, you know, and, and come up and, and stuff a hole. So, you know, that that's one area that, uh, you know, last year defensively, uh, you know, didn't, you know, we, we didn't play bad, but we struggled getting off the field. I thought we played pretty good first, second, third down, um, you know, and then, and then we'd let teams, uh, you know, even on, you know, fourth and long, they would, uh, you know, find a way to get a first down. We couldn't get off the field. So that's something, uh, you know, we're really, really focusing on this year is, uh, is defense. And, and then a um, couple more questions, coach. Um, what's the excitement level been like at practice definitely this summer? I know everything's um, kind of sim- kind of almost going back to normal. You talked about all the starters coming back this year. Expectations are high. Uh, what's what's been the mood? What's been the um, what's been the energy like at practice since you guys have come back? Yeah, you know the kids they're they're super excited. Um, you know, of course we've got uh, eight seniors, and and those kids know that you know this is their last year. Um, you know the the juniors that we have, uh, you know they know this is you know a big year. You know because we've got a good group of seniors. And um, so the excitement level's high, you know, everybody returns. We've got a lot of experience, you know, experience. Um, those kids have played a lot of quarters, um, you know, but, but, you know, I think they're, you know, on the other side of that, they're, they're not looking ahead. I think they're focused on, you know, Hey, what are we doing at practice? What are we doing at this, you know, next drill, this next rep? Um, you know, they know that, uh, you know, currently we have won, zero ball games. We are O and O. Um, so it's, it's one day at a time, one week at a time. Well, coach, this is going to be the opportunity maybe to move to one and O and a one game, one game at a time. I like that approach there. So um, coach, you're moving on um, home game on Friday night. Um, probably, I would probably call it the eight man football game of the week. Um, it's against the uh, eight man football of state semifinalist North Andrew conference rival. Um, just a, a talented team in their own right. Um, coach, just um, your thoughts, your assessment, your scouting report on North Andrews. Yeah, you know, you, you said they're, you know, state's 
you know, semifinals, got second in the state. So, you know, right now until, you know, somebody proves differently, they're, you know, they're the second best team in state, Southwest Livingston being number one right now. Um, you know, yeah, they lost some guys, but, uh, you know, Coach Williams does a great job. And, you know, without a doubt, I know those kids are going to be ready to play. Um, you know, the, the younger kids that he has, you know, filled in those spots from last year, I know those kids are going to be ready to play. So it's going to be a, you know, a big football game. Um, and it, you know, it is every night in the GRC, it's, it's tough to win. Um, and just year in, year out, it's a tough league to play in. Well, coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and, um, Good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week in practice, and good luck to you guys on Friday night against North Andrews. I sure appreciate it, and thanks all you do for eight men football. Thank you so much, Coach Breckenridge of the King City Wildcats, for joining us here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Now, the rest of the eight-man schedule includes Worth County at South Holt. Stanbury will be visiting Appleton City. Albany is at Osceola. East Atchison is at Southwest Livingston. Platte Valley is at Mound City, and then Rockport at DeKalb, and then the final game on the schedule is Stewartsville Osborne, the Wild Cards, taking on the newly co-opt Nottaway Valley Thunder. So we had an opportunity to talk to our eight-man football extraordinaires, Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane, about some of the top matchups this week in eight-man football, the top ten rankings, all that, and so much more. Here's our interview with Devin and Anthony right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is the week one pregame show, the eight-man segment. And I couldn't have this segment without the return of my two favorite eight-man football extraordinaires. We got Devin Albertson. We got Anthony Crane. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it feels um, good to be back. Always a pleasure having you guys on. Um, well, gentlemen, uh, we, we just had the uh, eight-man football poll released. I unveiled it at the beginning of the program here. But, um, gentlemen, I just want to get your thoughts on um, the rankings and maybe maybe a few differences maybe you guys had. Um, yeah, I'll go first with this. I actually had King City at one in my poll, but I had Stanbury just behind him at two. So them being one, two in the rankings wasn't a big surprise to me. I also had Drexel at three. So my top three was pretty – even what everyone else kind of thought in the polls. After that, we had a few disagreements. Um, I had North Andrew a little lower, EA a little higher, just stuff like that. Um, I actually had Southwest out of my top 10. And I actually had Northwest Hughesville um, in their spot in that top 10. I had eight in my rankings. So um, it was a very difficult rankings to do just because I think there was about 16 to 18 teams who you could consider for those final three spots kind of deal um, in total. So it was just hard to make those cuts for some teams I thought were deserving of some votes who didn't get any votes, um, but they should be pretty good going forward. Yeah, I think the the top five was fairly easy. Uh, you know, I think Devin and I agreed on most of that. Um, I was a little higher on Worth County uh, yep. than a lot of people. I had them at five um, and Oric at three, Drexel at four. Um, and then, you know, the six through 10, that was tough. Um, I still think, you know, North Shelby at six. That's where I had them just because they returned so much talent. Um, but you don't know what you're getting out of a new coach. Um, so we'll have to see, wait and see on that one. Um, and then I had EA, South Holt, North Andrew, uh, and then LeBlanc rounding out the top 10. Um, you know, I think those, those five teams are there just because they have 
some question marks. You know, both South Holt, North Andrew lost their quarterbacks from last year, um, but they also return a lot. So that's kind of why they're in that six to ten range for me. Well, gentlemen, I uh, I got a, definitely a big question for you guys. Uh, this is one thing I've been wanting to ask, and then we'll move on to the games here. Is there a sleeper team mate, outside of the top ten that um, maybe you guys think that can maybe make a run and maybe not necessarily win the state championship, but maybe make some kind of a run maybe to like a district final or something? You can go first, Anthony. <laughs> you know, I – for me, I, I do like what South Holt brings. Um, but if we're going outside of the media poll top 10, um, Northwest Hughesville uh, did a lot of good things last year. Um, they have a great quarterback. Um, and so I think that may be a team, uh, depending on their district, um, that I could see making a run if they could make, take that next step this year. Yeah, Northwest Hughesville, as I said earlier, was a team that I had at number eight, actually, in my poll. Um, I think they're going to be really good this year, actually ranked – three Central River Conference teams. And I think the team that's right now I have fourth in the conference might end up being the best team in St. Paul Lutheran with what they got bringing back as well. So just some teams that I'm really high on that are outside the normal kind of teams. And I know it's kind of risky to do that sometimes because those teams haven't yet proved it. I know Lutheran went five and two last year and they had missed out in the playoffs because of the COVID stuff. So they didn't get to play that versus some other team. And I think they're kind of hungry and ready to go this year. But as Anthony said, Southwold's a team that looks pretty good. Um, even like a Jasper. There's new teams like Lockwood that you're not quite sure about. There's some teams. Albany, I think, is a team that's going to be pretty solid this year that no one's really talking about the GRC just because the other four teams at the top of that conference all got ranked. So it's like, I think Albany might be a top 10 team, but am I putting them over Stanbury, King City, Worth County, North Andrew? Probably not. But would I be surprised if they finished second or third in the conference? Absolutely not. So the GRC is stacked, and that's just going to be tough to decipher how that's going to go out. Yeah. Well, I was I just uh, left Rosendale, and I was talking to the kids, and I'm like, well, where would you have put you guys in the poll? He's like, well, I think we'd be third in the poll. <laughs> okay, well, that's third in your conference then. So that's, uh, that's just funny how the – how good that conference is absolutely. Um, from top to bottom. Absolutely. I think I, I agree with Devin. I think the GRC is going to be I mean, the eight man division. It is going to be extremely stacked this year. I got a sleeper team for you guys. Um, I, I'm really liking what coach Davis is doing out at Bishop LeBlanc. I know that um, I know they had an inning to their year last year that, you know, wasn't ideal to anybody, you know, with, uh, with everything going on with COVID. And um, I know that, um, do you know it's very possible they might make a run to maybe maybe a district semifinal or maybe even a district final if they get in the right district. So I, I'm going to put Bishop LeBlanc on my list there. But um, week one's definitely going to be the opportunity where we can see maybe where some of these teams are made of. And um, I would like to think this is the eight-man football game of the week, which is North Andrew visiting King City. You know, I know that um, I think a lot of people, if you were just basing these rankings on last year, you know, King City going five and six, but they return a lot. They return one of the eight. They return maybe possibly the eight-man football's best rusher, Parker Muff. And uh, Coach Breckenridge, I think he's going to have this, his team ready this year, and they're taking on the fellow um, – they're taking on an eight-man football state finalist from last year. This is definitely going to be a great opportunity for them to prove that they belong at the top of these rankings here. So, gentlemen, um, just your thoughts on this big ball game on Friday. I'll go first. This is the game I'm going. I'll be going to on Friday for the Missouri Eight Man. 
uh, games of the week. We'll do it in a Facebook live. there, trying to, if we have good sell, good enough cell service to do that um, and have a good broadcast. And if the service isn't good enough, I will still archive it and put it on our YouTube page. So you guys can see the broadcast there later as well. Uh, but as you said, it should be a good game. Breckenridge and coach Williams are two really good coaches. I know Coach Williams, you gave me and Anthony both flack, putting them ninth in our preseason rankings uh, this year. So we always enjoy the back and forth there with Coach Williams. Um, and it's, it's almost a top five matchup here. Two GRC teams that can finish anywhere from first to fifth in the conference. Um, this is the first step to that. It's the first big game for King City to kind of prove they belong in the top of the big boys in the GRC. They haven't been able to break into that top echelon in the GRC since they dropped down to the eight-man level. And this is their best chance. You know, everybody knows Parker Mouth. They have a bunch of other good players there that I think we forget to mention sometimes. Landon Wells at quarterback, Corbin Taylor, Ty Mooney in the skill positions, uh, Sawyer McCallan, and Chase Moss up front. They got maybe the biggest offensive line in eight, man. And they're going to be fun to watch this year. They're going to try to pound the rock. Um, and I can't wait for that. North Andrew, you know, Anthony just went to their practice this week, and he's going to have a little more on them. They have a lot of unknowns, but those guys, unknowns, they could be diamonds in the rough and really kind of surprise people this year as well. Um, and, of course, Ecker's back, Goff's back, Chittam's back up front. They're going to be good still. There's not going to be a bad North Andrew team. Their floor is like four losses. <laughs> so, Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good team, and that's with the amount of injuries they have. You know, they're down two linemen. Uh, the Baker kid, who they were so excited for, considered him to have all-state potential, uh, had a real bad knee injury, so he's out. Um but you know what you see at practice is like their four string guard is still one of the bigger offensive linemen uh, in eight man. Now some things that really stuck out to me with them is Hayden Ecker. Um, they say he's 100 percent for the first time in his career, um, which is scary considering what he's been able to do um, when not at 100 um, percent. And then today I saw kind of what they have in their freshman quarterback, uh, Clayton Linville's little brother. Uh, he's built like a junior, senior, and eight man. Uh, he's fast. He's got a great arm. Um, but I think what this game is going to come down to on Friday is the toughness of King City. Um, you know, last year, North Andrew kind of punched him in the mouth, um, and they backed down, um, and that game wasn't close. Uh, and so, like you said, King City was five and six last year. Uh, they're number two, number one in everybody's poll because of the talent. Um, not because of what they've proven yet. So this is a big proving year for them. They'll have Landon Wells, hopefully, for the entire year. Um, so that's they, – they got some pressure on them. So – and I think Friday will be a good test for them um, just because I think that North Andrew team, like Devin said, is still going to be good. Well, one thing to know with King City before we move on, their first – their two of their first three weeks are against North Andrew and Stanbury, both at home. Big, big ways for that team program to kind of build. There were some home wins against two of the four eight-man powerhouses kind of deal. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, that's definitely a, that's definitely a proven there to beat North Andrew and Stanford. Those are two powers that have been here the past several years in the GRC, not just in GRC, but in eight-man football as a whole. Now, the next game that I want to talk about is um, Worth County and South Holt. Um, Worth County is in the poll at number eight. Um, and then South Holt's kind of on the outside looking in a little bit. Maybe an opportunity for them to get in with a win over Worth County. And just um, – I know, Anthony, you're going to be going to this game, so um, I want to get your thoughts on this game first. Uh, well, you know, in the uh, past few weeks, uh, Worth County's kind of worked their way up to me um, just with the return of Alex Reinhardt. Um, 
I, I saw him in practice, looks phenomenal. Um, and even two years ago as a sophomore, he was one of the better running backs we had, Nate Mann. I think with him and if Aiden Gladstone can stay healthy this year, um, and plus, you know, Jackson Rundy, um, and they, they got some weapons there. So for them, I think if they can improve defensively and everyone can stay healthy, I think they're going to be really good. On the other side, Southhold is replacing their quarterback um, and not just any quarterback. I think we all know how good Drew was. Um, but they do return, you know, they used a lot of running backs last year and return all but one of them, um, along with their offensive line, uh, except for the one kid that ended up going to Nodway Valley with that co-op. There's still going to be an experienced team, except at the quarterback position. Um, but I still think they're going to be a good team, especially a 275 that isn't very good. Um, I think they could make some noise, you know, be a six and two team when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Anthony on this one. Worth County, they always have the potential to just be really, really good and come out of nowhere with you a little bit. Not really out of nowhere. It's Worth County. Um, but Gladstone's a really good quarterback. Uh, Reinhardt, as Anthony went to their practice and saw him live, the dude jokes. I mean, the dude looks really good, and he's going to be tough to stop this year. Their line's not as big as your normal Worth County lines are. I mean, they still got good-sized kids. It's just not the monsters they usually have up front, so that's one thing to look at when you're playing in King City and a Stanberg, who do have some of those guys in their team this year. Um, so I think it's a very big matchup for both these teams to start the year. In the past, this game has been uh, one team that kind of runs through the other team. So we'll see if we can have a little more back and forth this year, maybe a little closer game. Um, I give the Worth County the advantage here. I just think um, I like what they're doing a little bit. I think Southfold's still trying to – losing Quinlan is just a huge – I know Worth County loses Alarcon, but Quinlan was just a, the heart and soul of that Southfold team with Naui Holt last year, losing that co-op, losing one or two guys who contributed last year, but also losing Quinlan, losing Steiner, Dallas Dowling. Guys like that who brought a physicality they have to overcome this year to find their identity for 2021 will be interesting to see with Southfold. But with Josh Peterson there, they'll have things figured out offensively, at least going forward. And then Worth County, it might be a shootout, which would be a lot of fun for Anthony to watch a couple of touchdowns being scored there over in uh, Oregon. Well, I've never been to a good Southfold North County game, so we'll see if I can finally get one. There you go. There you go. Anthony, this might be your night. So, um, and then another thing I really wanted to talk about, uh, this has been a big story on the podcast. Uh, it may not be a big story as far as like, you know, maybe, you know, what the depth of the teams look like, but one of the big stories is St. Joe Christian coming back to eight-man football after a rough two years in 11-man football. Um, it's just a rough transition all around here. Um, can I just get your two's thoughts um, on just them um, returning back to eight-man football to – you know, the division where they won a state championship a while back and made, made some more title games. So just your thoughts on Christian coming back today. It's I, I they... think it's good. <laughs> you go ahead. I, I think it's I think it's good for eight man. Um, now, as far as, you know, what they have coming talent wise, I'm not real sure. Um, but um, they, they have a history of winning. Um, I think it'll be fun next year when they go to the GRC. Um, especially if they can kind of climb back to even half of what they were before. That adds another, you know, good team to that already good conference. Um, but we'll just have to see. Um, you know, it's not the same coach. Um, and eight-man has changed uh, in the past couple of years. But I do think that, you know, 
they're one of the original blue bloods and i think it's always good to have that um i i look forward to it i also think that you know their partners from last year that's going to be another good team in a few years when baskets that turn around uh, yeah i think you know, christian just kind of belongs in eight you know they tried the 11 man thing with northland christian and the co-op was kind of a a weird one with a pretty good travel there for practice and stuff like that with them in Northland. And I think Northland has a lot of the athletes at this point from where that club was at. And I think this week one matchup with Northland versus single Christian should be a lot of fun to see those two kids who used to play together now playing against each other. It should be a lot of interesting things there. And Christian, single Christian, they need to rebuild the culture there a little bit. I mean, it's been a rough couple of years in 11, man. So they need to get back to their winning ways a little bit. We'll see what they do this year uh, going forward with it. But I, I'm glad to see no Christian's back. They're one of the, original teams not original team to start in 99 i believe but one of the guys one of the teams that every year is like, okay you have mound city you got Santa christian worth county north andrew stanbury those are the big five kind of deal i know that they fell off here recently but if they can get back to that level i think it helps eight man in general to have a team in st joe that's really good and maybe lebron will be that this year um, and kind of take over that mantle for him well gentlemen i want to thank you so much for uh, coming on and uh, joining the podcast once again it's always great to chat with you both about eight-man football y'all get me excited for eight-man football um anything um anything you two uh, want to plug or anything before we get out of here yeah we have the new uh eight-man website um got that pushed through today uh it's gonna take a couple days and should be up live by thursday um gonna be a lot of fun stuff on there um, not so much, you know, huge on the stats and everything like that. We're going to use it more for social media, uh, for Devin post his videos and photos and everything else. Um, we're still going to have, you know, your standings and stats. Um, but I think the coaches website does a great job of some of that history stuff. Uh, we're going to do a little more mainstream stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, that should be up and going by Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So definitely follow the new Missouri eight man site that we've got there also, I said moeightmancoaches.com. I've helped a lot with the stats and the history and that stuff and the really nerdy stuff for eight-man football. I've helped a lot with that uh, with the help of Jeremy Benson there for who runs the GRC website as well. Um, to get that kind of up and going. Um, as I said earlier, follow us on Twitter, football. Follow We have an Instagram as well. Just search Missouri Eight-Man Football. Facebook as well. We'll be having that Facebook Live from King City. I hope everything works well with the technology-wise. Still trying to get all that figured out so it's not buffering like I have dial-up internet from 2005. Um, but hopefully it works a little better this time. And then again, if it if it's a little choppy in the pre in the live session, you can still watch the replay. I'll put it up on our YouTube page as well. You can find us in pretty much every social media besides TikTok. So that might be, <laughs> maybe Anthony make a TikTok here uh, sometime soon for this. Uh, but definitely find us if we're on there. We I'm not sure hold- how TikTok works. I think it's just oh. short videos. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, maybe I'm but not- yeah, and, yeah, and like you said, YouTube, we're also going to start doing stuff like that. Uh, maybe when we do podcasts, we can get it figured out. We'll do some video stuff. And- well, yep. I, might have to look for, I might have to look for that Missouri eight-man football TikTok here, maybe here in a couple of weeks. Um, one thing I do want to plug real quick that Devin forgot to plug is um, Devin has a podcast out, Straight Up Sports. You can find that on uh, – you can find that on all your um, – on all your streaming platforms, along with the Cliff Notes podcast. I know Devin put out an episode today talking about the Jamborees. And um, the, if you want to hear more about the preseason media poll, you can um, check him out there. Um, definitely for eight-man football lovers out there. But, gentlemen, once again, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, Worth County, South Hole, North Andrew, King City this Friday. 
Buff will be there. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, they'll keep you updated. And uh, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Devin and Anthony, for coming on the podcast. Once again, you can give Missouri 8-Man Football a follow on Twitter. Definitely check them out. They're doing lots of great things for the coverage of 8-Man Football. That is it for the Week 1 pregame show. A few reminders. Um, You can stay tuned. On Friday afternoon, we will have the premiere of the Post-It Notes, which will be covering high school sports outside of football. We got a lot of stuff in store. We're going to be talking um. St. Joseph School District Jamborees. We're going to be talking the volleyball and the softball Jamboree. We got um, we got a couple of interviews that we're going to be doing. We're going to be running down Misha um, classifications. Um, all kinds of good stuff there. Definitely miss that. Don't miss that premiere there. Friday afternoon, that should be posted there. You can follow the Cliff Notes podcast on Twitter at CliffNotes underscore pod. You can email the podcast at CliffNotesPodcast at Hotmail.com. Also, if any other businesses, any local businesses in any of our surrounding areas, any of our coverage areas, would like to get involved with advertising on the Cliff Notes Podcast, you can email me at cliffnotespodcast at hotmail.com or you can DM me on Twitter. The Twitter account is at cliffnotes underscore pod if you want to get a hold of me there as far as advertisement. Definitely check all those out. We will be back for week two of the pregame show. And until then, take care, everybody.